Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Loving God and loving people by impacting our region through the Lord Jesus Christ, one person at a time facilitating a lifestyle of word and worship, healthy relationships, successful living, and service to God and mankind. The first thing is to love God. Now, when we say that to people, you look at somebody and say, do you love God? Automatically, they're going to say, yes, yes, I love God. Okay? But you've heard the old cliche that actions speak louder than words. Okay, we've got to make sure that what we say lines up with what we do. Let me say that again. We've got to make sure that what we say lines up with what we do. Do I love God? Yes, I love God. Of course I love God. I'm a Christian. I love God. I'm a pastor. I love God. Do you love him? What happens when you love somebody? Okay, and let's go from the marriage relationship. When you love that person, you want to be around them. Okay? If you're married and you don't want to be around your spouse, there's a problem. Now notice I'm looking at the carpet on purpose. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) But when you love somebody, you want to be around them. When you love somebody, you respect them. When you love somebody, you want to hear what they have to say. Let me say this to each one of us. You are never always right. Okay? There are sometimes you're going to be wrong. And the best way to handle that is to own up to it and say, I was wrong. And number two, apologize. Okay? There's only one person that's always right, and that's who we serve. Amen? So when you say that you love somebody... You want to be around them. You want to hear what they have to say. Okay, you want to be around them. How much time do you spend in his presence? And I'm not asking you to say anything out loud, but how how much time do you spend in his presence? How much time do you spend in his word? How much time do you spend listening to him? Something to think about, isn't it? And that's 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 not just for the pew. That's for the preacher. Because the, most of the time, most of the time, the way that God will speak to you is through this word. And I, I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, Old Roberts made a comment one time that there were eight times in his life, and he was in ministry for 50, 60, 65 years, that God only spoke to him audibly eight different times in 60 some odd years. Okay, I don't know that I've ever had God speak to me audibly, but he does speak to me through his word. He does speak to me through his spirit. He lets me know, hey, I'm right here. Good times, bad times, and in between, hey, I'm right here. Okay, and let me say this too, that when he says, hey, I'm here, that's a good indication to let him have control. Amen. Let him have complete control. I'm talking about loving God and loving people. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. 
Luke chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, tempted Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? What must I do to inherit eternal life? He asked Jesus. Jesus answered a question with a question. What's the law say? And how do you perceive it? And how do you take it? And how do you read it? The man said, and he answering, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all your soul. And with all your strength. And with all your mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Watch this. Thou shalt love the neighbor, uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy intelligence. Hmm. With all, in other words, it's not just us country bumpkins, and I say us, I'm talking about me, that are saved because he, he saves the elite. He saves the snobs as well as us plain folk. Okay, love the Lord thy God with all thy intelligence. That's what the word heart there means. One of the, one of the sayings of the word heart is intelligence. In other words, salvation is for those that have degrees and degrees and degrees past their name, not just for us that just finished somewhat of schooling. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy feelings, desires, and affections. Do you desire the Lord? Do you desire to be with him? Do you desire to hear from him? Or has so many other desires taken prominence in your heart and in your life? You know, there's times I desire ice cream. But there's times I desire being with my family you know, yesterday uh, we had the party. Uh, we had the party. Ashley and Brendan had the party for Amelia. And let me, let me just throw this out here. Um, during the, off, the offering time at 11 o'clock, everybody know who Brandon and Ashley are? Merritt, they sit over in section four. Got Amelia. She celebrated her birthday Thursday. They had her party Saturday. Well, in between her birthday and the party, they had a house fire. And Pastor and I both and Sister Hall had been out there and, and I walked through the house some and, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. And what we're going to do is, the reason I'm telling you this is I'm just be praying about what the Lord would have you give. If you can't give, I understand that. But the offering that we take today, not the tithe, but the offering is going to go to them to help with whatever they need. But I yesterday after the party, uh, Caleb and Shelby and Rowan and Kaysen came over to sled ride or sled, you know. And we, there's a little saucer that they have for Kaysen. So it was, first of all, it was me and Kaysen and Shelby. And then Ange come out and then Caleb come out. And so I had decided I wasn't going to go out because it was cold. Well, that didn't last very long. So Shelby's at the top of the hill, and we got a, it, it was a perfect shot. I mean, we have, 
I hate it when it rains because it creates flood, you know. But at the top of the hill, you can just slide right on down. So she went up with the saucer with Cason, and he slid down. I'm saying all that to say this, is that the look on his face when he came down the hill was priceless. So I desire to be with my family, okay? And what happens is we need to, even more than that, desire to be with him. So love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, which is feelings, desires, and affections. And with all thy strength. What's strength? Ability, force, and might. Are we serving him to the best of our ability? Because all of us have ability. All of us have talents. When the enemy tells you you don't have talents, you're not good for anything, that's a lie. That's a lie because everybody under the sound of my voice have talents. Okay? How do I know what my calling is, Pastor Mike? One of the very first things Pastor taught me 25 years ago when we were talking about my calling and all this stuff, he said, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? You could develop that, and that could be part of your calling. But we need to use our strength, our ability, our might for him. Love him with everything that's within us. Okay? Love him with everything that's within us. And let's go a little bit further. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. And your mind is simply your understanding. But pastor, I read the word and I don't understand it. What do I do? Continue reading it. And then add the extra step of Lord, reveal it to me. Reveal your word to me. Okay. People say, well, what? this morning I had sent my text to the sound team. And one of, the, <clears throat> one of the ladies in the sound team responded and said, King James Version. I said, of course. <laughs> you know. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with any other ver version, but you've got to be careful because there's parts of, there was one version, and I'm not going to tell you because I know people use it, but there's one translation. I read the scripture in King James. I read it in that version. I went back to what the original text was, and the newer version absolutely was totally different than what the meaning was in King James. You've got to be careful what you read. Even on King James, while it, the word of God is infallible, the translators were imperfect. That's the reason you have to go back to the original Greek and the original Hebrew and find out exactly what it means. I'm talking about loving God with all your heart. That's, that's our mission, to love him. We've got to get that part first. We've got to get that right first. Because if we don't get it right, then loving people and impacting our region isn't going to be on the solid foundation it needs to be. Amen? Okay. One of the greatest examples found in Matthew chapter 26. One of the greatest examples of somebody showing their unwavering love to God was Christ himself. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39 says this. <clears throat> and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible... Let this cup pass for me. Anybody that tells you that Jesus Christ went to the cross excited and wanting to do it and not have any kind of not wanting to do it, they're not right. Because he said in the scripture, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me.
the greatest show of unwavering love for God was the next word, nevertheless. Hmm. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. It was his unwavering love for Christ, I mean for God, that Jesus went to the cross. It was his unwavering love for the Father that he became the ultimate sacrifice that the Father required for us to have eternal life. Do we love God with all that's within us? And I will tell you, I can go down a list of stuff in my life and I'm thinking, I, I, I want, yeah, go, yeah, I love God. But then, but then you, when you start thinking about it, you think, and you, th- you think about past actions or past thoughts or past deeds and you wonder, do I really love God? I talked this morning at the nine o'clock service that I'm preaching at 11, talking about New Year's resolutions. And you know, and let me just ask this this. How many of y'all have made New Year's resolutions? Anybody? Okay, well, that was the answer in the nine nine o'clock service, too. Not one. Not one. But the resolution that we need to make is to love him with everything that's within us. I'm talking about the vision of the church of the living God. People have got to know that we love him first. Because if we don't love him, we're not going to love them like we should. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we're, we're not going to love them like we should. Let's go to Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Loving God. What's the next one? Loving people. Have you ever met people that you, you look at them and you say, I love you, but I don't like you. Now, come on, raise your hand if, it, if it's you. Help me out here. Don't leave me out hanging. Okay. Okay. Be very careful. Because why? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Okay. Luke chapter 10. And I'm, I'm going to stop you some. Stuart, would you stand and read those verses aloud, please? Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Does he need a microphone, guys? Do we need to get him a microphone? Okay, let's do that. As a matter of fact, Stuart, won't you come up here so I don't have to walk all the way back there, please? See, while I'm walking up here to get the microphone, he could be already up here, see? Come on. 10 through. I'll tell you. Then I'll I'll stop you along the way. Go ahead. Luke, he's going to be starting Luke chapter 10. We're going to go verse 30 through 37. Mm-hmm. Please. And Jesus answered, answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. <coughs> Excuse me. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host. And said unto them, him, 
take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was the neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Thank you very much. Now, the reason I have him do that is because I preach nine, I'm preaching 11. I want to save my voice a little bit. But there came a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, we're really going to get down to true confessions here. How many of you all seen somebody at Walmart you didn't want to go by, and you went down the other, other, other aisle? Anybody? Okay. All the rest of you need to repent. I'm just saying. You need to repent, yeah. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. When he saw him, he had compassion on him. Verse 37, and he said, he that shewed mercy. So, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy strength, and all those things, and love thy neighbor as thyself. That is a strong statement. I don't mean this egotistically. I don't. Okay? I really don't. Because you know me. I love myself. I love my family. But let's, let's just use me for the example. I love myself. So I take care of myself. I make sure that I'm clothed. Well, you know, Angie does and all that. Fed and all those things. Rest. Rest. Yeah. We try. Would you get her under control, please? It's that last word, you know. So my point is this. My point is this, is that I make sure that I take care of myself. We take care of what we love. Okay? And the Bible says that he... Ask, and he said, which of, these now, which of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that shewed mercy. And then Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. In other words, treat that person as you would treat yourself. Now understand this, okay? Understand this. There are people that will take advantage of that. And there, is, there, is, there comes a time when you have to draw a line and say no more. Because there's some people that absolutely drain you dry. Okay? And if you know people like that, you know what I'm saying. But my point is this. Our vision is to love God with all of our heart, all our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. And then what's the other part? Loving people. Loving them as we love ourselves. And how do we do that? How do I love somebody else like I love myself? And what the scripture says, show mercy. And what is mercy? What is mercy? Grace is getting what we, grace is getting what we don't deserve. No, no, grace is getting, help me out. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. Okay, mercy is not getting what we do deserve. People that aren't like us or don't look like us or don't smell like us, you know, 
when we extend mercy, we're not giving them what we think they deserve, but we show the love of God through ourselves to them. You understand what I'm saying? Say, show mercy to them. Don't give them what they do deserve. Well, he's an alcoholic, okay? What does he deserve? Well, we could go down a big long list, but what does he need? Christ. Well, that's a, a drug addicted person. What do they deserve? But they need Christ. Loving God and loving people. That's our vision. If we accomplish those two, those two things, we could take this city and this region with the gospel for the glory of God. If we accomplish those things, we would accomplish the vision of this house. And it would not be any small accomplishment, right? So loving God, loving people, and impacting this region. Do you really love people? We joke sometimes, we say, you know, ministry would be great if it wasn't for people. Because, you know, sometimes people can just, and I, none of you are like this that I know of. But, you know, you, you meet some people and we call them JSs. JS. They're joy suckers. They'll suck the joy right out of you. Anybody ever met, met, meet people like that? Yeah. There's people like that. And you know what? I'm not too sure that those aren't people that you're justified moving down the other aisle at Walmart. I'm just saying. But they'll, they will. They'll, they'll suck the joy right out of you. But God still loves them. God still loves them. So, loving God, loving people by impacting our region. How do we impact our region? First of all, we have to answer the question, what's our region? And that's a whole loaded question, okay? That's our region. First of all, my region is wherever I'm at, okay? Right now, my region is right here. Therefore, Troy and Rhonda are in my region, right? So, we're talking about them. I want to impact my region, right? If I get closer to Nicole and Brent, they're my region. You understand what I'm saying? First of all, let's look in the house. Let's get the love for people and the impacting people in the house first. Then we can go outside and impact outside. How do you impact people in this place? How do you impact people in the house? Encouragement is one of the biggest things that you can do. Encouragement is one of the biggest things that you can do to impact your region. They're in my region right now. Okay, I can impact them with what I say. Or I can impact them with what I don't say. That's true. How many times has the Lord prompted you to say something encouraging to someone and you ignore it? You'll never, ever go wrong when you say something encouraging to somebody. Well, how do I know if that was the Lord or not? What, at this point, does it matter if you're encouraging them? First of all, you're not going to get it from the devil because he's not going to tell you, right? He's not going to tell you to encourage people, okay? Well, well, I don't, want to, I don't want them to do it. I don't want them to think I'm doing it because it's me. Listen, don't worry about stuff like that. When you encourage people, they'll receive it. And if they don't receive it, go on to somebody else. I'm talking about impacting your region. And your, your region is right here. Okay, your region's here. But once you go outside those doors, anywhere that you go is your region. Okay, what about your neighborhood? What about your neighborhood, you know? Anybody that you are close to, whether they're family or not, are considered your neighbor. And the Bible says to love them with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Impacting our region. The, the word impact 
in the noun sense is the effect or influence of one person. You have influence. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know that many people. If you know one other person outside your family and include your family, you have influence. You have influence on people. Okay? The word also as a noun, you ready for this? The effect of one person. What's your effect on people? Let me put it in good old Kentucky terms. What do they do when they see you coming? I want to I be that kind of person that when they see me coming, there's a smile, and you're not ducking down the other aisle of Walmart. I don't know why I'm picking on Walmart today, but that's just it. You know? You know? So you have an effect. The word here is effect, not affect, but effect on a person. The word is influence. You have influence on other people. Impacting our region. The word impact as a verb. Are you ready for this? Impacting our region come into forcible contact with. Engage. Come into forcible contact with. Now that almost sounds mean until you hear in Luke chapter 14 verse 23 where it says, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. And the word compelled there means to drive to, constrain by force, threats, and permission. So technically, when we go out to ask people to come into the house, we're supposed to drag them in here. <laughs> technically. But how many know that's against the law? <laughs> and you'll end up at jail or Walmart, whichever one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Impacting our region. Are you impacting your region today? Mark chapter 1, verse 28 says this. And immediately, wait a minute. Yeah. Immediately, his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. It spread through all the region, impacting our region. Okay? When something happens in this house, don't keep it to yourself. When something happens in your house, get on Facebook, get on the phone, get on text, get on LinkedIn, get on Yahoo!, Get on Google and let everybody know about it. Well, what if they don't want to know about it? Somebody will want to hear about it. Impact your region. You impact your region. Let's get it right. Let's love God first, love people second, then we'll impact the region. And let me tell you something. One of the worst things that I could do as a believer is keep it to myself. Is keep it to myself. And I'm, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of myself here. And in not sharing the gospel to others, to salvation. I want to, when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But I also want to hear and meet those that I have led to Jesus. However many they are. I, I don't know of, I don't know how many, whether it's a few or I don't know. But I do want to know when I get to heaven that on my account, there are people saved because of my testimony to them and they applied the blood of Jesus to their life. Are you witnessing to people? And I'm not talking about going up in Walmart and saying, you're going to hell if you don't repent. Listen, Pastor Matt said it last week. People know they're going to hell. People know they're not saved. Okay, you don't have to do that. But what you do is, what do you do? You show them compassion. 
You show them mercy. Like the good Samaritan did to the guy who was half dead. You show them mercy. How do you show them mercy? By not judging them. Which is a very easy thing to do. Now, if you have one, don't get offended. If you have two, don't get offended. If you have 12, don't get offended. I don't understand tattoos. I really don't. You know, sometimes you see people on, on TV, they have tattoos from their toenails almost to their eyeballs. I just don't understand them. What they don't understand is when they get old, they're going to sag. I'm just saying. It's just wherever it's at, it's going to, it, you know, your toes, your, wherever. But when people come in and they've got tattoos from their toenails to their eyeballs, don't judge them. We so much look on the outward appearance. Okay? And let me say this too. If a millionaire walks through the door, don't judge them. Don't judge them. I don't care, you know, and I get tickled a lot of times, and I've said this before, but when I get up and talk about money, you know, taking the offering and stuff, and you can feel the, ooh, that tightness people talk, you know, when you talk, start talking about, well, all the church needs is, all they're all talking about is money. All they're talking about money. No, that's not all we're talking about, but we've got to pay the electric bill. We've got to pay the mortgage or we lose the church, right? But so many people, when they know people of affluence and, you know, they have money, we treat them different. We do. We don't need to do that. Now, if you've got a million dollars, and if I know about it, I'm not going to treat you any different than I treat me with $100. My point is this. We have got to be impactful at no matter what stage in life they are. I mean, I used to, when I worked at the urban county government, I would print retirement checks for police and fire and city. And I, of course, I'd flip through the checks and be nosy. I wanted to see how much they made. And you know what? Some of them made some good money. Some of them made really good money in retirement. But you know what? All that's going to fade away. What you do for Christ is going to be eternal. The impact that you make for Christ is going to be eternal. You loving God is going to be eternal. You loving people is going to be eternal. Loving God, loving people by impacting our region. The region around you is your region, wherever you are. See, what's really interesting is my region could be at 114 Franklin Avenue or 183 Hawthorne Drive or in Kenya, Africa, or in uh, Lucknow, India, because I've been to those places. But God forbid I go to Lucknow, India to preach to people, and I don't want to preach to people in my own neighborhood or my own region of where I'm at here. I'm talking about our vision, our mission. That's our mission. Our mission is to love God and to love people. And the Vision is to do it by impacting our region through the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 1 verse 28 says, And immediately, immediately, his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. Can you imagine? If you got on the phone 
and you got on Facebook and you said, hey, we got a guy at our church. His name is Nate. He had a tumor in his groin and they were, did surgery. And the doctor came back and said, well, you know what? I saw where it was, but when I got in there, it wasn't there. Did y'all know about that? Or did you hear about the person that was healed of cancer? Or did you hear about the person, their marriage was restored? Let me tell you, if you publish those things, people will come and see. If for nothing else, curiosity. Okay? And what do we do when, we, when they get here? We greet them like if they were our own brother or sister. That's what we do. We don't shy away from them. I have come to the conclusion that nobody is too shy to show compassion and love to people. Well, I can't do that because I'm shy. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. We get excited about what we get excited about. I was uh, in, in, uh, looking in the mirror yesterday, and I just started rebuking the devil on this and this and this, and I, I, rebuked, I rebuked apathy. I said, Lord, whatever that word means, I rebuke it because I've heard it and it's not good. Okay, so I looked it up. That's what I do. I have to look it up sometimes. The word apathy is, watch this. The word apathy is absence or suppression of passion, emotion, or excitement. There is some people, they wouldn't get excited if Jesus Christ himself was sent here teaching this class or preaching the gospel. And that's sad. Now, you don't have to act like me. You don't have to act like Pastor Hall. You don't have to act like anybody else. But there are things in life that excite you. I could go to each one of you, and there would be something in life that excites you that brings out emotion, that you don't suppress it, suppress it, right? Apathy also means lack of interest or concern for things that others find moving or exciting. That's apathy. Now, I don't expect you to find everything that I do exciting or everything that I'm excited about for you to be excited about. But the one thing that we all need to be excited about is that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He lived a sinless life. He died. He rose again. And his, his blood was shed on Calvary to wash us from our sins. If that does not, and I'm looking at all of you on purpose, if that does not excite you, you need to get saved again. Anybody else? You just need to get saved again. And you know what? There are times that I have to go back to the altar and I do get saved again because I do let myself get lazy and I do let myself not be as excited about things. Listen, when we go into this worship service in a few minutes, I want to encourage you to go in with excitement and expectation because many times, and, and I'm talking to myself here, there's been times that the glory of God was moving and I didn't feel a thing. Not a thing. See, this is my region again, right? <laughs> I want to affect my region again. So what do I do when I'm in a service and everybody else is shouting, everybody else speaking in tongues, everybody else is excited, but I'm not? What do I do? You keep worshiping. Why? Because we walk by, we walk by, we walk by, come on, we walk by, not by, we walk by what we know, not what we see. Okay. And let me tell you something. Let me just give you this little practical information. This will be the work of the whole class. There are some times that you have to bring a sacrifice of praise Amen. in the house. Oh, yeah. 
There are times when you come into this place and all hell has come against you. Your wife's mad at you. Your husband's mad at you. The dog kicks you. The children don't like you. But you have to praise him anyway. Why is that? Because no matter what we're going through, see, this is my influence now, see? Oh, this is my influence. See, we have influence wherever we go. In other words, listen to me, listen. Wherever we step, we have influence. And what did God tell Abraham? Wherever you put your foot, I'm going to give you the land. Hmm. So the influence that you have can be all around this whole region. So in, when you endure things, bring a sacrifice of praise because no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how you feel, he still deserves glory, honor, and praise. Amen? I'm talking about loving God and loving people and impacting our region. We tell people about it. It will impact this region because it said... His fame spread abroad. How did it spread, uh, spread abroad without people telling people about it? Right? Mark 65, or 655. And ran through the whole region round about and began caring about in beds those that were sick when they heard he was. As a matter of fact, let's go to Mark. I didn't give them the rest of the scripture, but I'm going to go to Mark chapter 6. I want to read the first part of that. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Genezareth, 653, and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in their beds those that were sick when they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or region, how many know that's his sphere of influence? That's his region. I said region, but villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. How exciting would it be for you in your sphere of influence, in your region, wherever you step your foot, that you tell somebody that God is bringing healing to people. They come into this place because you told them that Jesus was in the house. They come in here and they get healed. Listen to me. Listen to me. The, in my opinion, the epitome of being a pastor and a preacher is when we see the light go off in your, high, in your head, in your mind. Because you, there are times that when the Lord illuminates something to you, we can see it on your face. No greater joy is there when people come up, in, up here and we have the privilege of leading them to Jesus. So what do you do this week? What do you do this week? Love God, love people, and impact your region. Impact where you step your foot. Impact the people you come in contact with. You know, the next time you have to go pay that astronomical electric bill, smile at them. And that's hard because that bill's high. You know, next time you're at Walmart, the lady that's standing there, telling you which self-checkout to go to and you bag your own groceries and you have to carry them out yourself, smile at her. Just smile at her. Impact your region this week. Father, we thank you for your word today. And I just pray, God, this week that we do just that, that we impact our region. First of all, we, that we love you first. Let's get things in order, church. Love him first. 
love people, and impact your region. God, help us to do that this week. Help me, and I can't speak for anybody else but me, but Father, I hope they, they follow me in this prayer. Help me fall in love with you all over again. That I don't lose my first love. That I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that I love my neighbor as myself. Help me to love you, to love people, and God impact my region this week. Lord, let people come back next week with testimonies of just that. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Let's get ready for the 11 o'clock hour. Amen. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.